louder! Guys, are wrestling ruined? <laughs> Wrestling's worst years. Episode twenty nine. I am your host, the extravagant, the incomparable, former podcast world champion of the world, Eddie Shepard, along with the, the two M M&M and M eating Travis Slosser over here. Well, three actually just fell out in my hands. So. What kind? Of, what kind of M and Ms are those? Those are the peanut ones. Yeah, you like nuts in your mouth. Oh, fuck you. Well, I, of course, am your current and most timed. A champion of podcasting. Beautiful. Brandon A. Lane. You know, if Jack Tunney was alive, he would have stripped you for the title because he had defended I mean, I haven't came to your fucking house and called he you out. He came to Let, your house and on your doorknob. Number one, you knew for a fact I was not home that day. Yeah, whatever. Because I had made the, the the opportunity for you to show up to drop something off that I needed for a convention appearance. But no, no, you want to spin this to the people out there that you're this conquering uh, champion of, of of the cowardice that, that I that I have. And that's just simply not the case because I'm standing right now. You know what you can't you can't tell, but I'm I'm standing up. Actually you're you know down. you know you know what he was dropping <laughs> that's, off. That's the point I'm making. They can't see. <laughs> it's the, he was actually dropping off a challenge and you weren't here to accept it. <laughs> oh, I knocked on the door. I'm like, Yoo-hoo! And your freaking neighbors were like, He's not here because he's a fucking loser and he ran away. <laughs> he knew you were coming. <laughs> he saw that you were coming and he, he was out here like a bad idea. Get his ass, sea bass. Listen, um, I'm, I'm sure from the perspective of, of anyone who's ever seen Travis coming, that's something they never, ever wanted to see again. You know what? I.e. Lindsay. You know my, what? My O-face is uh, impeccable. I will say I've seen Travis fornicate, but I've never saw his O-face. I did not see your vinegar strokes, and that's grateful. I didn't want to see into your soul. I mean, I, t- I was telling you to get out, because it was coming. It was coming hard. That's, that's graphic. That that goes back, what, like 12 years? Yeah. Innuendo. Fuck you, Tim. Innuendo, innuendo. Oh, man. Episode, window. <laughs> we're at episode 29, which is ironically, like Brandon was just telling me. The, this, the, the Raw that we're watching is May 29th. Happenstance. Happenstance. You don't want to say what you said no, that, made, that made me so unhappy? <laughs> it's a Fozzie album title. Yeah, and then, then I said words I can't say on the podcast in a derogatory fashion towards hey, Eddie. And guess who used to own that CD? <laughs> me. Of course. I was supporting Chris Jericho when he was sucking at music. Well, Travis. <laughs> we have stuff that we can talk about. I know we'll talk about FrankenCon after we go over this episode when we talk mm-hmm. about rants. Um, Travis has a Smirnoff Ice I Smash Blue Raspberry Blackberry. Yeah, just like Brandon's going to be when I take his title. Black and blue, bitch. Oh. Can, can t- continue. <laughs> continue He's going to hit you with a chair. It's going to be rough. <laughs> oh, guys, do shots. <laughs> Break them out, motherfucker. Oh, my God. God, I'm so glad to be back. I'm, I'm excited. We... It's not even. It's not even three in the afternoon, and, we're, and you guys want to be fine. shot. You guys shot a jack. Oh God! But you know, we it's Fat Tony got me this for my birthday. No fuck yeah, he did. Is Fat Tony hiding in there, so I can beat his ass too. Uh, Fat Tony's doing something you're not doing right now. Working. working. Actually, I am working. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> True, he got me there. No, it's been really busy, guys. I know we were behind on schedule because of Frank and Con, a lot of stuff going on with us. Brandon's birthday. My anniversary. Baseball games. Oh, God, yeah. My, my daughter's team, 7-1-1, one, one, or 8-1-1. One, one. They've only lost one game. They tied one game. Yeah, I don't like the ties. Make them, make them play to the ends. Yeah. I mean, come on now, guys. Yeah. You you, you get those kids out there, and you teach them oh, yeah. those winners and losers, shout damn out, it. Shout out to Travis for uh, coming to the kids' pancake uh, benefit. They actually made over $700 just selling pancakes. That's awesome. Wow. I had to leave before uh, the crowd got there because I'm not supposed to be around children, but it's... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's, for, it's I'm, not. It's not like against the law, but it's just frowned upon. I'm, I was, I'm, I'm more of a waffle person, but I, I would I would have came eight pancakes I uh, if I had person. not uh, been Dude, working. The lady's like, "Oh, you want two or three pancakes?" And I was like, "Loaded up with three. I ate about two. Hey, hey, pancakes are so filling. You may want a shot. I'm good I mean, right I'll now. take a shot. Hope we grab champ and challenger here. Oh yeah. Let's 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 uh let's let's toast to our uh our uh. Challenge or, or pending down. nuptials. Uh, pending your ass. You guys are getting married. <laughs> You're pending getting my foot to your ass marriage. This was going to be some pipe. unholy matrimony. Uh, Hold on, let me put the cat back on this bitch before. That's a big shot of Jack, boys. Yeah, it's well, that's not. It's just a skinny it's just, glass. It's just a skinny glass like Brandon's penis. It's that, skinny but beautiful. Missy told me. <laughs> Sonny will tell you for free now. Huh? Oh. This one's not for Sonny, boys. <laughs> No chaser, because I ain't a bitch. Okay, fine. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, denouncing you in any shape or form. Good. I'm just saying, Code Red Mountain Dew, perfect chaser for anything. Oh my god, that takes me back to high school drinking fucking whiskey and there's a beer. Flag, there's a flag of flying right now, but I can't mention what color it is or what it represents. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys. <laughs> We're going to go to our commercial break, and uh, we're going to come back to you with this episode of Monday Night Raw. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louder? Well, let me tell you. Project Louder is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle-filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. So head on over to projectlouder.net and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. We believe the mat is sacred. Honor is real. And everything is discussed under pure rules. My name is Ryan, one half of the Wrestling Purist Podcast. We review all things wrestling and don't pull any punches. We do an episode every Sunday where we go back and watch a pre-2020s pay-per-view and then talk about it in the segment we call the Retro Review. I also do an episode every Friday morning in our win series, which just stands for Weekend News. 
it gives me an opportunity to freely shoot on 10 news topics from the past week. I also do pay-per-view predictions and reactions to large breaking news stories like Tony Khan being the new owner of Ring of Honor Wrestling. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Check out our Twitter page at the WP underscore pod. That's T-H-E-W-P underscore P-O-D for all updates. Our pinned tweet has other links as well, like our merch store and how to support our show directly. Remember, whether you agree with us or not, we're right, because we are the Wrestling Purists. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcasting mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, host of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast, with a message to all you WrestleManiacs out there in podcast land. Now, once you've jerked the curtain of the uncontested heavyweight champions of podcast, Wrestling Ruined, well, I hope you'll jump ship and check out the incredible in-depth movie retrospectives and interviews with cast and crew of all your favorite horror films only at the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. You can find us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Check out our homepage at JuicyKruger.com and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. And oh yeah, don't be a jabroni. Check out all the great content from Wrestling Ruined or you'll be the one doing the J-O-B. And we're back, guys. Shout out to those awesome sponsors. Charles, what kind of flag? Can't talk about it. <laughs> Had to explain it to Brandon. <laughs> it's, it's like a freak flag. Is it, is it let it fly, buddy? Is it one of those? Mm. Yeah, let's just say it's a freak flag. All right, guys. So this episode of Monday Night Raw, uh, it's gonna be May 29, ninety ninety five. What what uh, episode is it, does it say on here, Brandon? Uh, we are at season three, episode twenty one, guys. So get your pull or pull out your peacock app and get pull out your cock. <laughs> you know what pump, I was gonna say. Pump, pump it up. All right, guys. We're gonna say three, two, one, play. Okay. On three, two, one, play. That's for three seconds. The World Wrestling, the <laughs> oh, World Wrestling Jesus Federation. For over fifty years, the revolutionary Charles, force. Freaking, uh, sports entertainment. Sorry. It's fine. Jeff Jarrett's out here, boys. <laughs> I, I love this opening. I fucking love it. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, guys, Jeff Jarrett cuts a promo with Vince and Jerry making comments about everything, all the while they're behind him with no headsets on. Just standing there. It's fuck right. continuity. Watch you like see him? They're right back there. This is like a Martin Scorsese movie. Like if you're if you're if you're paying attention to the the marionette strings, you're not paying attention to the puppets. My, one of my favorite things on this episode is about to happen, and it's great, because he's great. Ain't he great? And he's Jeff Jarrett. This right here, guys, is week three of three tapings from the Broome County Arena in Binghamton, New York. Uh-oh, the lights keep flickering on and off. Is it The Undertaker? Did right. Vince pay the cable, or the light bill? <laughs> he probably did. It's 95. Yeah, my favorite thing right here is yelling, get the flashlight! Get the flashlight! <laughs> And he says it like 10 times, and Roddy's fumbling with the flashlight. <laughs> and then there it is. He shows how many guys are It's pretty much how you know that he's not a legitimate Roddy, because a legitimate Roddy would have been on that shit. He would have been ready. He would have been ready. 
We had a lot to talk about in this episode, guys. There's something big that happens. Travis, you just started watching... You watched the Superstars episode before this. I agree with you. You were talking about the intro for Superstars. It's pretty fucking good. I yeah, like it. I love the intro for Superstars. It's kind of... Like, some of the people in it are a little dated now. Like, the head shrinkers and smoking guns are heavily featured. But uh, Handsome Doug Hendricks is now the uh, person on uh, Superstars replacing Jerry Lawler. So it's nice to see old Doc there. But we're going to get a recap of uh, Superstars on this episode. So They talk about Diesel having a reconstructed elbow surgery. We'll get more into that yeah, later it's, on. It's because he's been jerking off Vince Davey and Davey Richards jerks well. Thank yes, you. Yes, Davey Richards was this relevant in 1995. Damn right he was. <laughs> it was also a felony. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you would say it's fine, Travis. <laughs> oh, look at that. There's Undertaker in the There's crowd. Creature of the Night wearing his fucking Duke the Dumpster Drozzy get up. And then fucking that's King mass Kong, transit next to him. Fucking oh. King Kong Bundy's brother sitting there taking no, three it's seats. Ma- it's mass transit. No, he's gonna die soon. Oh no, he gets stabbed soon. He dies for years later. Oh man, Jerry Lawler says that his uh, that Hakushi is Jerry Lawler's sushi eating <laughs> cow. Not so PC moment of the week, and we are not even what two minutes in. Yeah, and Vince McMahon says, "Did you call him your sushi pal?" And he's like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa." <laughs> <laughs> what what does that stand for? Shitting in darkness. <laughs> Suddenly, I defecate. Oh, someone's gonna cut you up with a new nose. Who's that gonna be? Sucking indigenous dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Also, she comes out with some new hooters too. <laughs> it ain't just a nose. Because as soon as Jerry Lawler says, "Oh, it doesn't like the swelling went down in that." Knows. I was like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Oh, first match here, guys. We get Psycho Sid versus Mike Corey, who keeps popping up. Sid looks like he's a. Uh, Sid looks like the kind of guy that has like the ticks from having like uh, what what uh, Tourette's steroids. Well, I was gonna say Tourette's, but yeah, probably well, he that. Finally, is wearing fucking black. By the way, you know, you notice, isn't this the first time well, he's wore all black? That way, when he shits in darkness, he will be it. completely dark. Uh, here they're going to talk about here. They did play this off really well. Oh, well, it's because how he actually. Oh, it's because he, he didn't. He didn't bump correctly. He, if he would have put his hands out, he would have been fine. Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, he still does that in uh, WCW '99. By the way, Kevin Nash, you don't understand working. Oh. <laughs> I actually have in my notes. You said the same thing, Travis. That Sid looks so much better in black. This yeah. is Sid without the vest, though. I like my Sid vested with the, with the tassels <laughs> on the back for every home run he hits during softball season. Oh. That's not true. He's had more than that. He's had more. He looks like a fucking monster. They man. don't count inside the park home runs. I don't know if you've ever worn a baseball jersey, but it's very sensitive on your nips. So going from that to a leather vest was probably just too harsh for him on this day. I wonder how many bases he stole. None. <laughs> Third base. Always. <laughs> Stop. Oh, God. Oh, God. Poor Mike Corey. <laughs> Mike Corey sure is taking a stab at it. <laughs> Those kicks look like knife dude. Knife Uh-oh. shots. Oh, God. That's how he stabbed off. You beat, you beat me to the fucking joke. You beat me to my damn joke. Why Why even prep? Why even fucking prep for this podcast? <laughs> We think too much alike. <laughs> oh man, you get they get loud diesel chants here. Uh, I think it's I don't know it's just because he's he's facing Mike Corey. Here, here's a here's a thing I noticed while I was watching this this morning to refresh myself. Those tights remind me of fucking Terry Funk. Yeah. Anybody else remember that? Like when he started wearing the black and yeah. the striped like, like that. It's because you just watched WCW and then you're getting close. He's not, to he's oh, not there. Big, big, big big boot to God, the face. The mullets are fabulous. I've I've always and he's got a stash. I've always admired Sid's mullet, 
It's very coming to America. If you if you catch my dream, <laughs> yes. I got you. Up oh, here we go. Thank you so glad. Oh God! Oh, that's what he. Hey, he watch he, it, Watch how he lands. Oh, he lands with his arms back down too, though. He's oh, like okay. a fish. Caesar, seizure, seizure. They have officially announced Diesel seizures and Bam Bam in darkness. <laughs> seizures in December. <laughs> Diesel and Bam Bam versus Tatanka and Sid has been officially signed for King of the Ring. Oh joy! They Fuck do. Yeah. They do something really awesome here. They make Sid look like a fucking beast here in a second. Sid just came. That's what he's he not. Doing. No, he hadn't came yet. He's about to. Though. This is really cool, though. Like, I, this was a nice touch to what, like, you were alluding to. Mm-hmm. Like, um, <clears throat> you think it's over, they're going to cut away, but they do not. Sid crawls over like he's about to play with someone's bunghole. He's about to. He's, I, he's about to do a hiding right because he's about to be inside of him. <laughs> I'm inside. Oh no! Look at this. He, it, <laughs> they could have done this week to week and built Sid up even more. Tell days how. Oh, this this so look at him! Can, look at him! He looks like a fucking beast. Oh, this is so he can live up to the psycho adage on his name. I'm True. Don't, don't call him psycho. I would never look at the stab wound on his stomach. I call him softball Sid. That's what I call oh. him. Oh, he's probably got softball. Oh. But I spell all the steroid but, use. But un, unlike where they spell psycho with an S, here we go. I play. I play. I spell softball with a P. So. <laughs> Puffball. Oh god! Look at that. So too. Diesel originally says he thinks he injured his elbow on the choke slam from Sid, but if Diesel knew how to bump correctly, he would not have gotten hurt in the first place. This is. <laughs> am I wrong? No. So this is one of the first times I can remember them going behind the scenes. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> going behind the scenes and showing this, like showing stuff like this with Doctor Andrews. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I looked up some stuff here because Kevin Nash had have, has done a timeline for 1995, and I actually found out. You know, because I thought this was like kayfabe for a second that they were just doing all this to make Sid or make him come back and be the triumphant babyface is legit. So Nash says in his timeline that the injury began after the power bomb, but on this set of tapings, he teamed with Taker to take on Sid and Comet in the dark match. He took a double clothesline with Comet and he felt something pop. Said next night he went or the next day he went to wake up and he woke up in a cold sweat and his arm was completely black and blue that was literally purple. Uh, he tried going to the gym to see how bad it was. Uh, then basically he went to the doc. He went to Doc Andrews. Doc Andrews said that he had tore his tricep and would be out nine months, is what they originally said. Here's something too. Like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how much money has he made off of wrestlers since like 1990? So much. That's the first time I kind of remember him being talked about was with Sting's knee. Because didn't he do Sting's knee around Great American Bash? He did. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first time I kind of. Well, then he comes him. back around with Sean as well, doesn't they use Doctor yeah. Andrews as the whole concussion thing? And then all, Austin is also Doctor Austin Dunn. and Edge, and like he does their uh, med- medical testing. Maybe, now. maybe not give him credit for yeah. that one. <laughs> also, well, quick point: I remember that trend right there with the sleeveless hooded like. Yeah, we fucking, talked about. We had those. Fucking, yeah. yeah, I had those. Didn't. Uh, Made they, it cool, though. Like I was saying, he said that Doc Andrews said he'd be out for nine months. Um, but he did say that, you know, like a couple of weeks, like, yeah, a couple of weeks later, I'd be teaming against fucking Tatanka. Mm-hmm. He said that his wife would help him squeeze out the wound. Oh, I bet she did. And he would, uh, he, she, would she would squeeze out the wound and basically butterfly bandage it up. And then he would wear two uh, elbow pads. And that's how he got through the injury. Because he said if he's a top guy, if he's hurt, he doesn't work. He doesn't make money. He doesn't. Stay in that position. I don't know. He's he's always struck me as a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, James Andrews, like he was, he just got mentioned in WCW in '99 for someone's injury as well. 
I mean, because uh, Hogan gets his knee scoped by James Andrews. That's that's you're right. That's uh, right around the time where um, DDP becomes world champion. champion. It just happened. It just happened. <clears throat> God, it's so craptastic. It's so bad. I'm really loving that the chemistry between Road Dog and uh, and that's why and Jeff is so good. <laughs> Two Tennessee boys. Both oh, here we go. Adam Bomb. That is cool. Like how they had got that to do that. Bomb Squad. It tells you how great Adam Bomb is. He doesn't get a TV entrance. He's just already in the ring. You're already on the way out. You you can see his fart cloud. (laughs) The the, the people rejoice. That's shit. That's Sid under the ring taking a shit. (laughs) I think you you could have benefited. Oh, oh. interruption. Finally figured out who this fucking ring announcer is. His goddamn name is Manny Garcia, and he he gets fired after SummerSlam 95 because he wrongly introduces uh, the one, two, three kid on SummerSlam 95. Like, he he says he's from uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis or something. It like screws up and like they leave it in on the tape. You can hear it, but oh like my God. it took me forever because no, there's no pictures of him. Like WWF has kind of like wiped their hands off him for some reason. But maybe there might be some allegations we don't know about. But Manny Garcia is that <clears throat> stupid guy's name. Um, if you cross reference uh, Manny Garcia and Ring Boy scandal, does anything come up? I did not <laughs> go that deep down the rabbit. Hole. Do some research, God. You- so. We get Adam Bomb versus Bob Cook. Bob Cook definitely looks like uh, he looks Dutch like, Mantel Jr. He, looks, he like, looks like a cook. No, he, he looks like Typhoon Shrink. Oh, just a little bit. Oh, well, for this, well, since we're talking about him, Bob Cook is the jobber of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he taped his fist to lose. He is simply jobber of the week because he is from Northport, Florida, which I lived uh, like a town over from there, and he worked under, under the name Piranha Steel. Badass fucking name for a wrestler. All right, if he were working as Piranha Steel right well, now, if he had life, some fucking abs, maybe that would work for him. But. Because well, so piranhas are known for their abs. There's nothing still about him. He's jiggling everywhere. He doesn't understand God, you, you don't understand working. Well, he does eat a lot. That's what piranhas do. Yeah. I, see, it, it, it works. He's Here, here's the interesting <laughs> fact about this guy, though. He was trained by Boris and Dean Malenko. And he also did jobber work for WCW along with uh, Championship Wrestling from Florida and Continental. So, so he's, he's been worst, around for a little while. He's our worst student. Got it. Oh. Well, oh, he's, he, taking, he's taking good bumps. What are you talking shit for, Travis? It's because the man looks like a fry cook from fucking Waffle House. <laughs> nah, nah, man, Denny's. Yeah, you're he's right. He's that 3 a.m. Denny shift. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and he's pale. If he had a better tan, I can understand the name <laughs> being steel. Vince also puts over that they're going to be doing an hour-long special for WrestleMania 11 uh, the following Sunday. So, pretty much, we don't, Sean and Diesel. We, I believe it's like NBC. We or, don't have to watch that, do we? No. Because no. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm fucking <laughs> WrestleMania 11, yeah. And boom! That's the, that's the, the bomb. I don't even know. No, like bombs it, Away or something. That's why they call it Bombs Away. They put over the USA Movie of the Week as well, with it being Twilight Zone the movie. Can he uh, chuck a football? We're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been in, in Ted DiBiase's uh, Million Dollar Corporation. I thought you were about to say he should have been in Twilight Zone and killed by a downed helicopter. Oh, Sorry, Vic Moore. He never changed his gear, though. He just yeah. took biohazard <laughs> sign off the front. Did he have footballs in WCW? No. Not over. Not over. He had an undefeated streak that got ended. <laughs> you want it? Do you want it? Oh, my God. Look at it. Chuck it. Oh, my God. It's gone. It's over the mountains. Look at all those empty seats. I wish a kid would have fell over the You ready? Yeah? It. You ready? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Holy crap. That one went pretty far. I'll give him credit. That, that, was a, that was a bomb, if you will. Yeah. Those Nerf balls are meant to do that. And then he's going to... Let's see if he can do it with an actual show. football. Yes. We got the King of the Ring Todd, report. Todd. Todd. With Todd, Brandon's Todd, favorite person, Todd, 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 Todd fucking Pettengill. 
Man, this is a combination of basically the two worst things ever happened to wrestling in, in this era. Todd Pettengill's awful mullet and King of the Ring 1995. <laughs> and he looks like he's wearing a sweater to keep his stink in. He's got double layered in the middle and of that's fucking his bunk, summertime. That's his bunkhouse buck attire. He's... He's uh he's bunking. He's it's 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 around the time of contract negotiation. He's like, listen, listen, I can go be the mouthpiece for Bunkhouse Buck. I can be him and Colonel Robert Parker have a uh, a handshake agreement at the moment. <laughs> it's a, it's you buy my buy my Bunkhouse Buck's contract, Mister. It's actually it's actually not the uh, is the stud stable anymore. That's it's the Todd stable. Worst fucking picture of Sid all the time. That's an old picture of Diesel. It's like right after he won the title in 90, the end of '94. Still got short mullet going on there. It's still yeah, he's starting to grow a little bit. So I wish Todd would cut his hair. God, here's that great promo where he calls. Diesel, the world wrestling champion, and Diesel standing there like, "Yeah, buddy, so, give me a good promo." Really quick, so I sent you, I sent you guys this clip. Um, <laughs> uh, it's also in that timeline. It's right around the same time, so it's ironic because we were just talking about on one of the last episodes about how Bam Bam just feels kind of off to the side. Uh, they had this big meeting at corporate like headquarters, and all the wrestlers were there to kind of talk about everything. And Bam Bam stood up and basically r- raised the fuss, saying he had a problem with the guys traveling together in the European shows that Sean and Razor and Diesel had been traveling together. And Sean kept, got up and said, "It's like who the fuck are you to tell me who I can and can't fucking ride with? You know, I'm on the road 300 days a year." And then Razor gets up and says, "He goes, Bam Bam, if he's like, think about it." They're following us show to show. They've seen the same match 15 times. We got their money. Does it fucking matter? So, I think he was already on the outs. I, yeah, he stepped I, on his own dick there. I can kind of see both sides of the argument. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and that, like, they don't show you, but, like, Doc Hendricks is, like, on cocaine in that interview. He's way over the top, and Diesel's well, just standing of, there making fun of both of them. Well, of the fucking so, course, Michael Hayes was on so, cocaine. If you're, friends with Bam, <laughs> so if you're friends with Bam Bam, why are you, like, openly, like... Doing like Diesel did in that promo, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, are you giving the promo? Because uh-huh. Kevin Nash is a piece of shit. And now that's also where uh, Jerry Lawler was saying he was going to answer Bret Hart's challenge on his own time. Yeah. Uh, and I can already tell you, they're, they're already hitting around on the next episode of Superstars. I fucking, I fucking love Hakushi. More Hakushi. That's that's my that's my take on, on all of this. I also kind of like how the... The entranceway yes. is sort of like out that. and then to an angle for the uh, the walkway. It's very like well, WrestleMania, our, like eight. That's our yeah. uh, ultimate ring uh, entranceway. That then. should be coming soon. I was actually just mm-hmm. talking to Landry about that. That we should August, be getting that. Pretty much be in August, I think. Well, I can't wait for you guys to, to open to it up and sell it. Like, well, why did I spend oh, so much money on this? My God, it looks like <laughs> Max Moon and Marty Jannetty had a fuck child. <laughs> Hakushi is <laughs> taking on John Snakowski. Yeah, look at those pink boots. Vince says you're sushi eating friend. This dude, what the fuck, buddy? <laughs> this dude's <laughs> poodle tail mullet is it's like a it's like a dog's cut off poodle tail. It's it's so bad. This gear is atrocious. I says John's gear is fantastic in my notes. <laughs> Being facetious, I am very much so. But hey, he look, at least it looks better than the fucking singlet with the stripes on it. Oh, oh, this is actually pretty fucking cool. And here. then WCW steals it later on. I do think that what we're about to get here, Hakushi's gonna he has a burlap sack. He's gonna pull out a Brett the Hitman Hart head. It looks like a the mask, but it looks really cool for the time. Uh this should have happened after the match, not before. It's a severed head. 
it would have had more of an effect after the match was over. He demolished the jobber. He's up. Oh, Shinja's about to. Shinja is going to tell the JJ, you could have brought her head up. I'm going to open the bag with a bit harder head. Oh, no sushi. What? Oh, oh man. Motherfucking Travis. I just gave Vince McMahon shit. That's what we did. Oh, oh, look at that. It looks cool. You know, it's it's weird how they can get the head right there, but God forbid you know, Mattel can't get the face right. <laughs> from from my experience in working in you know no blood the, the haunted house industry, that looks like a wax head. It, it looked wax. I agree. It looked like there was something like a ball or something in the actual neck of it. I don't know. Uh, right before that happened, Jerry Lawler says Helen has Alzheimer's, so take that for what you will. Just kind of <laughs> fucked up. He cuts on. He makes fun of Helen Hart this whole episode. Numerous uh, again, times. Billy Silverman in uh, the ref position. Go ahead, Travis. Talk shit about him needlessly. Piece of shit. Where's the sideburns? They're non-existent. They're not there. God, I hate Billy Silverman. This is one of those one of those episodes too where we talked last episode that they have a lot of jump cuts. You'll start to see them. I think it's just they're covering up for like the jobber fucking up. Like you'll see a jump cut here in a little bit, and it just looks. Oh, I just get a fucking shot of it. Yeah, fucking is. See what I mean? Like right there, like the cuts are just weird. I don't understand it. <laughs> he's got much. He's got a much man, Randy Savage top on with the tassels around the. Shoulder. I do also have my notes that Billy Silverman and John uh, Snakowski here could be blood relatives. <laughs> Is this guy even old enough to fucking work? Oh, well, obviously around this time period, they're not really checking. Well, so they were, they were like he's fifteen tops. Well, they were they were using the Hardy Boys before they were legal. Dude, if he is 15, that is the most strung out 15 year old I've ever seen. Well, it's easy to get the drugs up north, apparently. <laughs> As Brandon, he's a pack mule for Canada Drug Fuck you. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm from the goddamn south of Canada. Can- no! <laughs> Newfoundland? Quebec? Quebec? You south of Quebec? Listen, listen motherfucker. If you're going to call me Canadian, at yeah. least have the, the dignity not to associate me with those motherfucking French Canadians. Oh, here we go. We touched a nerve. You, oh, mother, are you, are you, you mother Canucker. I can't believe are, this are you, guy. Are you south of the Couve? <laughs> <laughs> South of the coos every night on Bonnie Lassiter, i.e., that butthole. <laughs> it was weird because I called her on Mother's Day and you, were, you weren't over there. Oh, no. I was. You weren't. That's why I made sure you weren't there. I was under the bed. <laughs> I had to hide. God, this purple, these pink boots, man. He does look really young. I'll give him that. This is, I think this is the only time I've ever seen him on Raw. He's really short. <laughs> look at that look. fucking hey. gape on his stride there. Don't ever say the word gape near me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking of gapes, Bonnie Laster. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lovely, lovely lady. Oh, lovely. We're getting a huge well, We Want Brett chance during this match. Oh, oh Jesus oh. Christ. He broke his neck. <laughs> oh, this is it. He went to the running senton. Flip I like senton. how like Hakushi never has a solid finish. Well, we talked about that in his in his retrospective that that's kind of was his mo. Like even in Japan, he never had one set finisher. I still feel like it's detrimental because you don't know when the finish is going to come. Um, I don't know. Oh, here we go. This so is, this is so weird to me too. This was a weird. Moment. It was a weird jump to the Hall of Fame. But then I started realizing something. What did WCW just have? The Hall of, Hall Fame. of Fame. Do you think this has some influence behind that? I bet you don't. WCW uh, probably like we got to get this out first. Well, they 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 already on the roll doing that anyway, though. 
because Slamboree was the Legends reunion for yeah, years. It's, it's so weird that they did it in, at King of the Ring. This is like the only time they've ever done it around King of the Ring because next year it's around Survivor Series. And Ernie Ladd's already in the WCW Hall of Fame as well. I believe it was the year before this one. Mm-hmm. I've been putzed. Right, well, then I, then I, I, I stand oh, corrected. That's uh, Rene Goulet in there getting his ass beat, by the way. So I guess the, the implication being that this is, uh, this is a time where WWF is uh, well, yeah. following WCW. Polish power! Steroid Eric Bischoff's favorite thing. wrestler. Here we go. Tells you a lot about why Eric Bischoff never succeeded. Oh, I like that. He did. He did succeed. He did succeed. He's in a feud with CM Punk right now, which is hilarious yeah. to me. Everybody's piling on Punk, Kilt, Cornette, and fucking Bischoff. We're about to get a new nosed Alundra Blaze out cool. here. Alundra Blaze! Got some new puppy noses, too. Look at these pyro. Look at this pyro. Got some nice little sparklers here. She had a couple more snakes. She'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Look her slick back mullet. You can tell that she's oh, still swelling Christ. from the nose job. Yeah, that's the only swelling she has. <laughs> well, the swelling pick up right now. Laying down in my nose. penis. I don't know. Medusa never did it for me. I, 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 think I she's I think she's a very attractive woman. I think she looks better now than she does then. Like she just I don't know. Speaking speaking of Medusa, I, I actually just Sorry, I, I just saw Medusa in Oak Grove, Kentucky, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, she did guest commentary on uh, for Power Trip for NWA. Isn't she a producer for them? Yeah, she's she's like one of their coordinators for their women's division. Doing a pretty good job. Any, anybody but uh, Velvet Sky. Lo- love you, Velvet, but get the fuck off commentary. Yeah, I will say her chest is fucking huge now. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. That's what Vince paid for, and then he cuts her ass loose. <laughs> He's like, they're not big Te- enough. Technically, does, he doesn't even cut her loose. Doesn't she just get her, her, her contract just yeah, run out? Yeah, like, if he liked them enough, he would have re-signed those titties, and he didn't. I, that's weird to think about. Like, you can make this many... This can happen so much that you're not on top of that shit. Why the hell was Alundra Blaze not stripped of her title if she hasn't been there since April Cause, 3rd? Because fucking uh, Jack, Jack Tunney is not doing his fucking job. Goddamn um, Canadians. Oh, uh, well, do you want the kayfabe answer? Because I can give it to you. Well, what do you want me to know? Defending the title in Japan, which they did. She, uh, she defended the championship in Japan. I don't know exactly the time frame, but I'm saying kayfabe. She's off defending it in other places. She's wrestling in Rio de Janeiro. Look at that nose. It's so swollen. Oh, God. It's so bad. I don't like the outfit they put her in. They could have put her in, like, blue jeans and, like, a t-shirt, and it would have been more appealing than this dress. This is 95 fashion, though. It's fucking terrible. Well, here's the thing. You had you had Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy. And no, no offense to Medusa. She's no Jenny McCarthy or uh, Pamela Anderson. But... Like her dress looks so unflattering compared to what theirs was. She's gonna be there a long, long time. They're also uh, Playboy playmates. They, I think that's a that's an instance where um, a burlap sack would have. Oh, Vince didn't even hold the rope for. Oh, here's Raw next week's gonna be live. Quotation marks. This is uh, AEW superstar Owen Hart. They <laughs> <laughs> have a tournament after him. Two hey, of them actually. Do you remember that time that Owen Hart like fell from the ceiling and died? Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Um, do you know how AEW had that wonderful tribute where Darby Allen <laughs> falls off a ladder onto Jeff Hardy through chairs while Martha Hart's sitting in the yeah. audience? Yeah, AEW's great. <laughs> AEW's stupid. But, like, you can't tell their fans that. They're like, oh, that's totally different. Totally different. Like, no fuck it isn't. It's just like Canyon taking a fucking gainer off the 
uh, Triple Cage at Slamboree 2000 in the same fucking arena Owen Hart died. You can't tell me there's not some bullshit to that. Or the AEW's just tone deaf because Tony uh, Tony Khan can't book everything by his fucking self. Speaking of tone deaf, we have uh, men on a mission here. <laughs> so so speak, speaking of, though, really quick, before we talk about men on a mission here. Oh, um, God. Somebody good. put, you know, I sent this to our group, but someone put, what the fuck did I just see when during that match? And then someone says, an Owen Hart tribute, just the wrong type. <laughs> oh. Fuck, I was like, oh my God. This match, we're getting men on a mission uh, versus Gary Scott, who has been a staple. I'm going to tell you, though, I wonder if the bots or was it an AEW fan on Twitter that told Tony Khan to do that because he won't take responsibility for either one. And a little bit. I'm, I'm the bots. 70 30. 70 Gary Scott's partner is Aaron Ferguson. Gary Scott is getting some offense um, in on this match. Aaron Ferguson has been a job of the week in our Facebook uh, page before. He's. Uh, he has a an excellent um, monobrow oh, at some points. I don't know if he actually has it at this point though. Like you, Men on a Mission just had a match on Superstars too, so I get they're trying to keep Mabel front and center for what's about to happen. But like, this isn't the fucking way to do it. He's beating. No, they shouldn't like, be having him in tag matches anyway. Mo should be managing him, and he yeah. should be squashing through talent. He should be squashing like in handicap matches at this point. Like these two guys shouldn't even get a chance against either one of they, these They guys. look better now. They they got these they got these uh, mohawks, but they look. Oh! Mm-hmm. Why the fuck did Mo just take a damn arm drag? Because you don't know who the fuck Gary Scott is. Yeah, a pudgy motherfucker. Here That's we go. Crystals too many Here times. we go. Here we go. So many vertical stripes in this episode. I don't, why, I don't, so many Steiner so brothers. I was going to ask you guys about this, too. Oh, oh God. God. You're getting offense on me, bitch. So do you think the jobbers are coming in here with this gear or they are provided this gear? No, I bet, no that's their gear. I'm betting you that's just off. That's just like stock gear that they're getting from like there. high spots. What, what well, would have been their high spots at the time? I can't whatever. I can't think of the woman's name. No, he's saying, Travis, like the like that's gear WWF has backstage for their jobbers because they don't want them to be too flashy. No no names. You, yeah, know, you got to think someone. A lot of these guys probably have gear with names on it. Don't how disrespectful are you? We it's I mean, fucking vertical stripes. I mean, I mean, let me look at it. It even looks kind of dirty. Like it just shows you like, this dude's been working. His boots look dirty. Working and jerking. Working and jerking. The curtain. Look at that. Like, yeah. Look at that fucking tattoo. High heart. It's, it's got a fucking rose. It's very Goldberg. Very Goldberg esque. Oh, dude, listen. The fucking uh, poisons. Every rose have its thorns. Like, oh god, let me get this fucking tattoo because I'm just a badass. Charlotte, this is for you. I love you. Mm. Fucking stupid shit. Oh, that hurt. Oh, God. Suck my gun. Now, if if Mabel was a great worker, this could have got over very well. However, he's not. I wish he'd hit the spin and wheel kick. Do you think think King Kong Bundy (laughs) or Mabel is the better of the two workers? Uh, When King Kong Bundy Bundy was younger, he was a better worker than Mabel is. Because Mabel hurt. So many people. It's true. He did. Yeah, you don't really hear about King Kong Bundy hurting anybody. No, no not even. He was fucking, just a terrible worker. Not though. even fucking Hogan. Uh, and uh, you know, Hogan was very particular about who he worked with. <laughs> you mean to tell me King Kong Bundy didn't damage Hogan's ribs going into WrestleMania too? <laughs> I'm saying that Hogan wouldn't have worked with him uh, had there been the possibility of that. Fucker. Oh, right. did y'all see that? Yeah, the tape messes up a lot on this episode towards the end. Oh God, he's dead. One, two. Three. I'm Look at that hero. Grill. I'm dying. My mohawk. Black. <laughs> he, he looks. He looks like a threat, though, right? Yeah, a threat to the buffet line. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh, so much gravy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 
another weird. It just, Todd just shows back another <laughs> fucking weird cut, man. So as of right now, Mabel, Bob, Holly, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, and Kama have all qualified for the King of the Ring tournament. I got to watch Kama qualify against Duke Who did the Dumpster Drosy. It was Duke Drosy. Terrible match. Razor <laughs> and Vince even says that can't be the finish. <laughs> It's one, two, three. Who was? Do you remember who Razor's match was? Oh no, I do not remember who Razor's match was, but it was on Superstars. It had to be because Bob Holly's match was against um, Mantar. Mantar, yep, yep. Mabel fought Adam Bomb, and Sean beat King Kong Bundy. Yep. So and are we not going to address the elephant in the room uh, that Mantar is now a star on a, 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 a <laughs> young majors sitcom? That being Young Rock. That was actually pretty funny that they included Mantor out of nowhere. I fucking hate Young Rock with passion. Um, I I actually tried to watch the show at first, and it was like this is so fucking inaccurate to reality. Yeah. that I stopped. That's that match you were talking about that was taped three months, like a month and a half before. It's just the way that it was cut. Like it just it, this episode is edited so weird. Well, and like the the wrestlers look so like generic and shit in that uh, Young Rock episode. Like the Undertaker's not even tall. Like he and like Triple H doesn't look like Triple H and Mankind they, looks like a they, they cut his mask out of cardboard. The guy playing Steve Austin, which that's Luke, he's got Luke soul. Hawks from um uh from Man. NWA, which uh, we saw at the Crockett Cup, mm-hmm. who uh, had an injury, and Travis was like, "I think it's legitimate," and I'm like, "No, it's not," <laughs> and this is why you don't understand, understand working. Also, Jeff Jarrett, the person playing Jeff Jarrett, is apparently fucking Australian. Because uh, Jeff oh, Jarrett don't talked even about it get, on Don't even podcast. get me started on fucking Continental when he goes to fucking... You're making him drink. <laughs> That's fine. Understandable. Here comes the fucking Intercontinental Champion. We are 29 episodes in, and this is the very... We are at the end of May. This is the first time Undertaker has a match. On Raw. On Raw. Nope. He's wrestled at every pay-per-view. He did not wrestle at In Your House. And yeah, I, he did in the dark match, but not on the pay per view. I'm I'm in favor of this. That being said, I still don't feel like they've done a good enough job in like promoting that the Undertaker Oh yeah. Now I agree. they maybe they have been on superstars. They have not. I, I, okay, well then I, I retract my, my uh, Well at least the episode I watched that they barely they're like, Oh, Undertaker, Jeff Jarrett. Can you ring qualify? I'm gonna drink this shot to Jeff Jarrett. But they will I will say that they said that the Jerry, Jerry Lawler does say something in here that was actually, I mean, he, it sounded pretty good. He's like, everybody wants to be the king, even the Undertaker. This is his first time in the King of the Ring tournament. They're trying be to his it. only time. They're trying to polish the turret up of this tournament because they all know the end game of this tournament's going to be. Do you know who the Undertaker or Jeff Jarrett would face if they win this match? Poppy Chulo? Mabel. Oh, my God. That's a no-win situation. Do you know he wins the King of the Ring? I do. <gasps> do you know Savio Vega has wrestled four times in one night to get to the finals? Oh, man. And he's not even in the tournament right now. Savio Vega um, is actually uh, scheduled for a match somewhere up in, like, New York or New Jersey oh, she was in pretty, pretty soon. But she was using his TNT persona. Sing it. Do it. Do it right now. Do it. Not your puppet, Travis. Do it. Someone suck a Cetus. <laughs> Well, here you do it. <laughs> oh, the no, no, hombre. I don't know how to do it anymore. I'm done. All right, good. Don't do it. I need someone from the niggas. Me no, hombre. No wrinkle from the time of niggas. Me no, hombre. Boom, boom. Yeah. You look the big dick I do. I wish we had a video. Hands up high. Models. Give us. 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 Give
That's the scary. So See, I don't, I don't know about these TikToks. So I'm not, one, I'm not of that generation. But, but if we were going to do one, this would be, be the one. God, the Undertaker's entrance, even in '95, I mean, was. I cool. would have to wear a flotation device because I drown in the pussy. Uh, <laughs> Travis definitely couldn't be around you then. No, I couldn't. Yeah, the crowd pops immediately just to take her coming out. Vince is putting over this WrestleMania special like crazy during his entrance. He has enough time to do so because it's so long. Well, they talk about this is uh, Lawrence Taylor's one and only time in a wrestling ring. Uh, they also, uh, I have my notes that it, we talk about how he's not wrestled, but it has made this appearance feel super special. I'm sure the people people in the crowd are probably ecstatic. I, I mean, you're getting them during the dark matches too because he wrestles again against. Uh, comp with Diesel against Kama and yeah. uh, Sid later. This is also a match you didn't see very often either. Jeff no. Jarrett and The Undertaker. Don't they wrestle at D-Generation X? They do when he's wearing his Aztec gear. God. Which made poor, no sense. I don't poor, know poor Jeff Jarrett. What championship was he holding then? It wasn't the NWA title. Was it, it was the, the, uh, the NWA uh, North American title. Yeah. Oh, man, this, the sell job by Road Dogs, fantastic. Paul Bear's out here looking fucking cool. Any, any, the the character is so fucking. There's Duke Dumpster uh, Taker. <laughs> he found that shit in a dumpster. <laughs> it's just he, he just feels cool, man. Like the character. Like when I was a kid, like I loved the Undertaker because of the mystique behind it. The fact that you know you never saw him out of character, which was great. Jeff Jarrett. I used to roll my eyes. I used to try. I could never do it. And I thought the tombstone was the coolest finisher. You know who rolls their eyes back like better than any other human being? Who? Bonnie Lashley. I knew he was going to say that, you (laughs) son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Jeff Jarrett looking like a zebra here. I'm surprised they let him wear that gear next to a ref. (laughs) When your eyes roll back, you should play the Undertaker's gong just out of respect. I I time it perfectly, and that's when I jizz. You can tell tell those gloves have been used a lot because they're a different color than his uh, boot covers. Uh, There's some... uh, The tape is still fucking messing up. Look at this. How much weed is Road Dog smoking right now? A lot. Three chins. I have in my notes the Marks in the fifth row are losing their shit to the Undertaker because they're so excited to see him there. But Jeff Jarrett plays this perfect. Like he's scared. He like sets it up so he can actually try to get a it's hit a in. well. It's a very well paced match. Um, I actually timed it too. It took almost exactly three minutes for Oof. Taker to get to the ring and for the belt to ring. I'm wondering, did they did they ever wrestle in USWA? They probably did. I'm assuming so. Um, I think he said on his podcast they had, you know, cross pass in the USWA back in the day. I, I, and he was sending, you know, they were sending these guys down to Continental and stuff through like 94, 93, it's, 94. It's very, it's, it's very possible that they uh, would have crossed paths. But Jeff Jarrett is the perfect opponent for a guy like The Undertaker, especially in this, this phase of his career where he's not, he, he's not the, the performer the the big match performer that he became later in his career, but he's still capable of good matches if he has someone that's going to bump for him. And I mean, Jeff Jarrett's a fucking bumping machine. Yeah. Well, his his selling, like Jeff's selling and like facials and stuff in this match are fucking great. And what, I know what, facials. What would you I call know. this? Because this is not technically old school. Do you, do you old know? School here. Do you know who has the best facials? Are you gonna say Bonnie Lassie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you were going to say Fat Tony because he sucks your dick all the time. Oh. But him too. <laughs> <laughs> so the cool thing when you... He when does it because he respects me and I respect <laughs> him so I allow him. Oh, but so you suck him back? I love you, Fat Tony. No, I'm a champ. <laughs> <laughs> he, he holds the title. He, he carries your bags in. This is why you want to be champion so bad. <laughs> I would like his oh. scruff to touch my butthole. Oh, let's say get pink eye. <laughs> so I think it's pink, I have it in my notes I'm just kind of thinking back Jared had a hand of putting Taker into the casket at the 94 Rumble yep. and then he also got his ass beat by Chuck Norris at the next casket match <laughs> Survivor, Survivor Series. Series so he's actually had a lot of interactions with the ta- with Undertaker but you just haven't really seen him yeah. have a straight up match not, not enough with Chuck Norris though for my liking I agree Watch this. Oh, Boom. I used to Simple. love that. Simple. Well, he'd land on his feet. You were talking about how Jarrett is such the perfect, kind of the perfect wrestler for Taker. This match is so, this is kind of like a house show match, but it, it works so well because we've not seen Taker that everything they do is so, is perfect. He, he's a chicken shit heel. He's getting the heat. They're getting the heat back. They're working. It's a nice, slow, easy match. Have you seen this thing now where they're trying to cancel the Undertaker from a picture he took in like 1992? Where like he's wearing like a biker shirt that has like the SS symbol in a circle. It was like a biker gang shirt. Like everybody's like, oh, we should hate the Undertaker now. I'm like, motherfucker, you were sucking his dick four years ago. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, look at this picture before I was born. You mean the Twitter police were going <laughs> after Fucking him? people. I hate people so much. I hope, hope anybody that's trying to cancel the Undertaker unsubscribes from this podcast. You can go fuck yourself. I don't care what you do. You can keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> He's indifferent. But, like, I mean, fuck. Come on, guys. You can't d- take away what he did for the wrestling business and shit. And he probably didn't think about that shit back in the day. It's not like he got an SS tattoo on his fucking arm. Like He's the, not the Blue Brothers. The Blue Brothers are Gerald and Patrick of Creative Control. <laughs> <laughs> are you there right now? No, I just... Jeff Jarrett was talking I'll, about it on his podcast. I, lo- I love it when they when they make the former Virgil, who is currently Vincent, into Shane. <laughs> He's part of the West Chester Renders. Yeah, and then he, he becomes Curly Bill. <laughs> because that makes sense. <laughs> Out of all of his iterations, that, one, that one's probably my favorite. Oh, I love this old woman in the front front row. because that's a man. No. That's an old woman. You, no, which we're one? Canceled. Oh, I see her with the, 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 the red hair, the red yeah, perm hair. Yeah. I'll see the guy next to her. She looks yeah. like the woman from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles that Steve Martin says, like, I want my motherfucking ticket. And she's like, I'm sorry, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. You know, if you're talking about this gear. I think I just downloaded a Jeff Jarrett on 2K22 that has that gear. I'll give it to the Undertaker, too. He is making Jarrett look strong as Intercontinental Champion. Like he he's not just dominating him, which is no. Like I said this to me. This is a this is a house show match. He the he the heels getting all the heat. Babyface is going to get it all right back, and everything's going to be fine and dandy. Well, Taker I mean, doesn't look weak in this match. Well, no, it's I mean it's a concerted effort. I well, mean you have a distracted referee. You've got Road Dog, you know, taking taking advantage. And Jarrett should be a threat. He is the Intercontinental Champion. God, so many tape issues. But man. here, my thing is is. Why is this a first-round qualifying match? He's the fucking Intercontinental well, Champion. You, you mentioned it in our last episode. Jeff doesn't even have a match Mm-mm, on he's not at King of the Ring. Review, which is what I don't understand. Like, I mean, he could have been in... They could, this could have been a second-round match or something well, like, where they he, actually well, wrestle on the pay-per-view. Here's, Bulldog and Luger both do not have a match. Owen doesn't either. That they could have done something. Yeah, like, I could have seen, like... Well, here's here's the thing. 
They could have made that King of the Ring more we, star-studded, which we'll probably get to when we get we to talked about. We talked about the Paul Bear's, <laughs> Paul Bear's chasing the wife. I love Percy. You'd think there was a chicken leg at the end of a string or something. Because he's fat. That's what he's trying to ask. We were talking, Yokozuna's actually in the tournament. You could have put Jeff in the place of Yoko and had the tag titles on the line. I, lo- I mean, so I love Yoko, but but Yoko ha- has to be in a tag team in this phase of his career because he can barely fucking stand. Well, like I just, I feel he, like they he's, could have he's done, better than Tyrus. They could have done more to That's, make. I'm not lost. <laughs> By the way, they could have done more to make this King of the Ring more star. Can I interject real quick? Um, oh, Tyrus, I have a Tyrus story I got to tell really, really quickly. So I'm at uh, this uh, Oak Grove, Kentucky show, and they're doing this whole thing where Tyrus comes out with this book, and there and uh, he comes out. and He's like, there was this, you know, I had a long line of people who wanted to sign the book, and, then, and I ran out of them, but I found one copy. And if the person who wanted that book would come up here, and it was a little kid, a little mulleted child that some redneck brought to the show, and they let him be a part of it, and he's like, all right, that'll be ninety nine dollars. So he's over there cutting a promo, and they're doing this whole thing where it's like a slam challenge. Like, no, if you can slam me, I'll give you a title shot. And, of course, me being me, I yell out, I slammed your mom last night. And he's like, who the fuck said that? Who the fuck said that? He comes over to me, he's like, my mom's fucking dead. And so I die laughing. I die laughing because I'm a horrible person. Um, you should have said that's why she didn't move around a lot. I, 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 couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing long enough to, to even uh, conceive of something that hilarious. But um, I don't know if this is an air on the show or not. One would hope. But, uh... I, I, he, I will give him this. He's not, he's not great in the ring anymore, but I either touched a genuine nerve with him or he's a fantastic actor because the people who were sitting next to me were shitting themselves. They were terrified. They're like, Oh my God, I thought he's going to kick your ass. <laughs> and I was like, I wish he had. Where, where, were you, where was it? Oh, is it in Kentucky? Yeah. For, well, there you go. Uh, so there you go. Oak Grove, Kentucky. I nearly owned the NWA. <laughs> Oh man, the crowd has been into it the entire match. Oh, choke slam! Man, choke slam! Here he comes. Hell of a choke slam! They said it, it did not hurt Taker at all taking any of the heat from from Jeff this entire match. And look how like the crowd it's built perfectly. It's 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 a perfect put together match, and like by two well well oiled machines of of guys. It's another choke slam. It just goes to show you that sometimes uh, simple storytelling goes so much. Well, and not only that, the crowd is going this, this goes back to Travis. You were saying how he was making Jeff look strong. He just choke slammed him twice, and he's going to hit him with a tombstone. That's what's going to put him away. So he he made the Intercontinental Champion mean something. It took a lot for and him to go Jeff down. Jeff got up from two, two uh, choke slams. Yes, he didn't have to pull him up. Which is little things like people probably don't care about now because they want to. see Well, I understand. Shit, like this, he's gyrating in his face. So <laughs> I understand. I understand the logic here, though, because you, like you said, Taker's going to go on and take on Mabel at King of the Ring. If you want Mabel to look like a viable threat, he has to take someone like the Undertaker out. Yep. So I get true. it. Which I mean, he could have took out Shawn Michaels. He could have took out Bulldog. That, doesn't, out that doesn't work for Shawn. Well, Shawn. like a double countout does. Shawn must dance. Sean doesn't even dance. He fucking double counts out with comma. Did he not dance afterwards? No. Are you lying? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I watched don't lie to me. In years. I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of uh, Sean's cockiness and says he does dance. He probably does. He's like, oh, I just got double count out, but I don't care about King of the Ring. Unlike stupid. Oh, look at my dick. I don't want to look at your dick. <laughs> I was talking about Sean's dick. No one wants. No to one wants to look at Sean's dick right now. I like how they go to commercial and when they come back, they're still in the ring. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's the Undertaker. 
See? <laughs> he's still standing there. Oh, yeah. Give well, me your dude, power. it took him three minutes to walk to the ring. How long do you think it's going to take him to leave the ring? Well, you got to think, though. They're going to give you the full experience. This is the first time he's been on Raw. And then it went to commercial again. Vince McMahon's like, oh, the crowd's loving it. Jerry, you're... He's like, you're getting heat back here. Burger King. <laughs> you, you can tell Vince does not want to be near the fans. Like, he's like... Leaning forward, like, no, fuck you guys, don't touch me. I looks like that kid from fucking uh, basketball is like, oh, I totally had it. Oh, <laughs> I think Reamer. Like, yeah, like Kid Reamer. Kid Reamer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it really does. Oh, I totally had it. Someday, someday I want to be a big sports star. Savio Vega. Like, look, look at the tape issues. It is Here awful. we go. Yes, yes, yes. Savio. Savio. Guess who's next? Guess who's next? Yeah! Fuck yeah! I'm gonna Man Mountain Rocket action I'm next week. I'm gonna snort a lot of coke off this W. Where do you think that WWF guitar is now? Probably in the warehouse. Probably in the warehouse. They and then it. next week, guys, we get the qualifying match that we that took place after In Your House between Bulldog that and Owen. fucking should have been a first-round match at the pay-per-view, not a goddamn qualifying match. I would have been okay with it. That should have been the fucking finals. <laughs> well, if anything, that could have been the time limit draw. Me and that, Eddie that. have rebooked this King of the Ring. I don't know how many times in car rides and shit. This is the one year we've rebooked over and over and over. Remember when you used to go get a disposable camera and you had to wait for like fucking days to get your pictures back? Yeah. Look at that haircut back there. Fuck the which, which one? There's so many terrible ones. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Reading is key. Bob Backlund. Bob is going to require kids to stop listening to rock and listen to classical music. And then they're like, well, what's he going to think about when Mad Mountain Rock's here next week? That's, that's a good feud right there. Probably gonna think he's a shitty worker. By good, that. I mean I'm using that term loosely. I love, <laughs> I love my rock music, but it is it is proven that uh, children listen to classical music. It stimulates their brain. It uh, makes them more uh, apt to retain knowledge. So it makes them think they're better than me. So yes, but most are no. As you. in me, I have verifiable proof. It's called the championship of the world. You to defend against me, you piece of shit. And that is the end of this episode, guys. This episode went by pretty quick. Um, I thought it was a. I thought it was a actually good. So a lot of enhancement talent, but it, it did have a lot of uh, things going on. Yeah, a lot of enhancement talent, but a lot of enhancement talent used for the benefit Probably. of the, the people working on the show. Yeah, well, ruined or redeemed? I'm going to say redeemed. I'm going redeemed. Uh, hell of a main event there between the Undertaker and Jeff Jarrett. Plus, I feel like they're building towards King of the Ring. And even though like Mabel and them aren't in King of the Ring matches, they're it, they're still a viable part of the King of the Ring. So. They're they're keeping them in people's forefront. I feel I feel like every episode I watch that Adam bombs on, I feel like it's some there's some kind of missed opportunity that could have been better. But they could have just took him off. The show. It's like I don't understand. Like I, it's like he's in dead in the water. Like he's dead in the water. Um, I, I'm actually I'm kind of on the fence on this, but I will lean towards I will lean towards redeemed with Taker having a great match with Jeff. Told a good little story. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a house show match, but the crowd loved it. And, and that, that's kind of, you know, a good way to cap off uh, the the three weeks of tapings that they did here. I will say the Diesel angle on the show was done really well. Yeah, I really, when I first watched this, I thought that it was all a work. And then I watched it and I started reading, you know, more into it and it's all legit. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. Match of the night. I don't think this is going to be hard. As the main event. Uh, fuck gonna, you. I want to do Hakushi and the fuck child of <laughs> Max Moon and Marty Jannetty. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's Undertaker. Majetti? <laughs> Macho Jetty. Ma- machete. Oh, my God. <laughs> MVP. 
of the shit. Oh yeah, I didn't say I'm agreeing with you guys that is the match tonight, but MVP. Oh, Brandon Taylor. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sid because I think the start of the show uh, really set it basically set Sid up as being uh, a legitimate threat. I mean, the packages with you know the showing the basically the injuries at uh, Diesel's hand. It just is a good culmination to show that he's a viable threat to the championship. I um. I think I'm gonna agree with you there. That whole that whole opening sequence with him, like over that guy yelling, "Tell Diesel, you tell him," all that stuff. It made him out to be a monster. I even had in my notes that he looked monstrous going in, coming out of that. Like I mean, it really really set the tone for the show, and it sets the tone for the match. Um, MVP, uh, Doctor James Andrews is you. <laughs> no, uh, Roger Clemens. I'm, I'm gonna have I'm, we're gonna have co MVPs because I'm I'm gonna go Sid and I'm gonna go Taker. Uh-huh. Ta- uh, take it felt like a huge fucking deal watching this. Uh, like I, I always go back to like what Brandon said. You know, you, it's almost a shame that we're not getting Taker every week, but he's supposed to be kind of a spectacle. It felt like it, and we didn't I mean, we didn't but, have him. Yeah, but if you're gonna hand out. Co MVP. I mean, you you got to give both Road Dog and Jeff Jarrett credit in oh, yeah. that because well, the, they're yeah. they're the they're the important mixture and you know I mean Taker has the mystique but in terms of the the quality of the the everything surrounding it I mean they're the ones the catalyst for that well, yeah, I mean, well you know what you, then, you can almost have a argument for Jerry Lawler weaving in the Bret Hart story yeah, throughout the show I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this then I'm actually gonna I'm gonna there's no co MVPs. You've persuaded me that Jeff Jarrett is the MVP because Jarrett not only got the show started and got over the fact that Taker has, you know, his mystical powers, but also he made Taker look great and he looked great with Taker. So Jarrett. And it's back he's back into his uh his role here. It's nice to have Jarrett back on Raw. More Jarrett, more Hakushi. There was a spot we didn't more talk about. More Owen. We need more Owen. There was a spot we that we didn't talk about where he saw uh, Taker was down and he started to strut. And he's like, oh, shit, he's down. And he just stopped the strut and immediately went for the pin. I loved it. Uh, but that was the episode, guys. So on to on the other side of things, two nights before this, May 27th. This was two days before this episode of Raw. Uh, the WCW Tag Team Champions, the Nasty Boys, defeated George South and Mike McKeefer. Great fucking name. I love George South. God bless him. WCW uh, television champion Arn Anderson defeated Tim Horner. Why wasn't he? Uh, they started the Slim Jim Challenge. I didn't look too much into it just because I didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> Paul Orndorff uh, defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, fuck. <laughs> May Mang defeated Mark Starr. Again, Mark Starr's popping up. Dude, I, I hope they're paying Mark Starr. Uh, he's worked a lot. He's, he's, they've got their money's worth out of him. Between WWF and here, yeah, he's worked a lot. Uh... So there's actually two tournaments going on. The U.S. title tournament is still going on. Randy Savage defeated uh, Steve, stunning Steve Austin in the second round of the U.S. title tournament. Probably a decent match. I can almost argue at this point, Randy Savage would have been a good option for your U.S. champion. Yeah, I can say that. Man, really. I mean, the, I mean, the, this is just me shooting in the dark because I, I don't know Randy. I just know his reputation, but more than likely, I have to imagine that that way he probably felt that was beneath him. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Brian Pillman defeated Big Bubba Rogers in the Slim Jim cha- Slim Jim Challenge. Once again... Well, you would think if anybody could win a Slim Jim Challenge, it would be the big boss man. You're true. <laughs> now, here's another name. So, DDP is popping up here. He defeated Kip Abbey. Abbey? Yeah, he's popped up. He's popped up quite too. a bit. Uh, and then, this was the final of the Slim Jim Challenge. Paul Orndorff overturned Brian Pillman. He defeated what him. What the fuck is... I don't understand. It's like just a one-night tournament on Saturday night? Like... 
And uh, how I, did you choose those four people? Like, uh, oh, fat ass big boss man ain't got nothing to do. Let's bring him in. Well, and then, mean. well, then the main event guys. Actually, I would have liked want to kind of watch this. Is Ric Flair defeated Alex Wright uh, by disqualification? <laughs> so ball, I don't know man. what what the pertains to in disqualification, but it was the US second Jim, round. Of the Jim heard round out and it's like, don't touch his dick. <laughs> Let me do. <laughs> And this I'm is gonna look blown. This is the part <laughs> <My> of mouth. <laughs> my mouth. I don't know why I became Paul Lynn. Why The baby's arm is too big for me. Right. Unhinge my jaw. It's like a it's like a goddamn python. <laughs> well, let me take my dentures out. Oh god. <laughs> Anyways, my favorite Oh god, it's like salty gogurt. <laughs> I'm gonna gum it so hard. <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> so this is my favorite segment that happens at the end of every month of shows that we did. This is the end of May. We finally got through May. Let's get extreme. <laughs> Travis's favorite segment, May of 95. So, Travis, how we can do this. I know you have notes. I have notes as well. I'm going to go over what happened in the episode. Then you can yes. give your your input on everything, okay? Please, please do. So, this episode aired on May 2nd. I'm going to interrupt. <laughs> Fuck ECW. Go ahead. We get a highlight video of uh, of the Sandman to the song Inner Sandman by Metallica, which I know you're not going to get that on the network. So uh, we do get highlights of the controversial, uh, controversial ending in the Shane Douglas Sandman World Title match from a couple of weeks ago. We do get a promo by Tommy Dreamer talking about his feud with the Sandman. There's just a lot of talking here. You do get Eddie Guerrero versus Malenko for the TV title from Hostile City Showdown. And then a highlight video of Raven to Smells Like Steam, uh, Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Travis. Episode one. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Joey Styles claims to be in Florida. He's actually in Paul Heyman's mom's basement. So fuck you, Joey Styles, for trying to do that with your head. Oh, I'm looking over my head. All the fans are above me. I'm in a basement. Not every goddamn building has a basement, Joey Styles. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> Also, in this show, they bring up the Elizabeth Berkeley lookalike that looks like a fucking cheap whore from Philadelphia that's fucking Shane Douglas's stupid-ass lawyer talking about, Shane Douglas doesn't have to work at ECW if he doesn't want to. Well, guess what? He works for another three fucking months, you dumb bitch. So, guess he, guess he did. <laughs> all right, all right, segment. all right. Then they do a pain scan, which is a fucking ripoff of the brain scan for Bobby Heenan, which is fucking stupid and makes you look like you're WCW light. Get fucking real, guys. Come on. Then they're trying to say the Sandman gave up when he did not fucking tap out at all in the goddamn match. He just laying there with his arms frilling around. And they're like, oh, there's a controversy at the end of the match. Looks like Shane Douglas got pinned. His uh, Sandman was tapping out. No, the fuck he didn't. The only reason you brought that shit up is because Shane Douglas agreed to stay two more fucking months. And then you're like, oh, we got to find a way to keep him in the feud because we got him for two more months. No, fuck you don't. Just send his ass packing because he sucks. All right. Let me interject really quick. So, like I said, these these highlight videos, you know, they have Inner Sandman. They have Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, what kind of – do they have, uh, like, generic rock music They have to his, them? like, WCW theme or, like, his WWE theme. <laughs> no, yeah, they have that <laughs> shit. And then we get, we get fucking emo Tommy Dreamer saying, Sandman's a terrible champion, blah, blah, blah. And then you get a re-fucking – Recap of all the fucking tank shots for him and Raven. Like, oh, we're going to hit each other with fucking cheese graters. We're going to hit each other with fucking kendo sticks. It's fucking stupid. All right. Then we get an extreme encyclopedia, which is like Dean Malinkus and Eddie Guerrero's. 
and they give them goddamn definitions of what they are, which is like WCW 1990 Jim Hurd shit. You're gonna do this before highlights of a classic goddamn match. Dean Malinkus? Yeah. Dinus Malinkus or something. He's like, technician. Then Eddie Guerrero's like, Latin fever or some bullshit. And And then they're like, Joey Styles is supposed to be unbiased, but he hates Stevie Richards so much, he talks shit about him every fucking episode. And he's like, oh, dancing's... Oh, it's not Stevie Richards, it's Steve Richards right now, by the way, because they haven't gave him the IE yet, because he's not fucking cool enough for it. He didn't earn it yet. Fuck the nest, fuck Raven. Continue. Is that the end of the episode? That's the end of the episode. All right, this episode of Hardcore TV took place May 9th, 1995. We get a promo by Cactus Jack. After the promo, Dean Malenko punches Cactus in the face. We get a short promo by... Shane Douglas and Woman. Mm-hmm. A highlight video on Cactus Jack. A promo by Public Enemy. <laughs> Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit versus Mikey Whipwreck and Norman fucking Smiley. A highlight video on Mikey Whipwreck to the song Connection by Elastica. I don't know that one. I just don't. It was the 90s. Yeah. Highlights of Raven attacking Tommy Dreamer at, at the Extreme uh, Party down in Florida. I believe it's at a club or a bar. Extreme drug use. Yeah. It, it, it looks like it. I, I watched that one. Promo by Raven after his brawl with Tommy Dreamer. Another promo by Public Enemy. Sandman versus Cactus Jack for the ECW title. Cactus Jack confronts Shane Douglas, Chris Benoit, and Dean Malenko in the locker room after his match. Triple threat. Soap each other up. <laughs> what you got for me, Travis? Episode 2 starts out with the worst goddamn pull-apart I've ever fucking seen in my life. They're like, Dean, uh, fucking Cactus Jack uh, comes in and questions Shane Douglas about why he uh, is trying to keep him from uh, fighting Sandman. And then it's like, uh, fucking Dean Malenko and Chris Wall try to attack him. His name's Dean Malenko. Yeah, sorry, Dean Malenko <laughs> tries to attack him. <laughs> They pull them up, like they run it. Like everybody's just waiting outside the door, and they're piling in like a goddamn b- thing of ants going for the ants for the fucking queen ants hole. Like everybody's just like do 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 in there, and they're pulling them apart. Then fucking Cactus Jack's supposed to go to the goddamn ring, and he walks into a dark fucking locker room and shuts the door. That's the uh, that's what your fucking pull apart is. Get the fuck out of here. Sandman blows, by the way. He fucking sucks. He can't cut a promo, so that's why they have Woman there to give him his fucking promos and a lot of cigarettes. And she's not the best talker in the world either. Woman is a goddamn smoke Especially show, so now. she can show me her tits anytime. She doesn't have to fucking talk about Just it. Just not now. Um, they're Again, they're in Florida, which is bullshit. They're in a goddamn basement. Uh, Cactus Jack is the entire highlight of the goddamn show. He cuts a promo about uh, uh, all this stuff, and it's actually really good. I mean, I don't... Under- Fucking Cactus Jack kept this goddamn company afloat in 95. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm pretty partial to Dean Malinkas. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's not doing a lot. Fuck the public enemy and their stupid promo drinking wine on a gazebo in Florida. That's what they did. That was their promo. Like, man, oh God, Rocco, we're going to drink some wine before we play this fucking match. And bear, 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 bear. Why don't you drown yourself and end it quicker for everyone? Thank you. <laughs> well, if you really want to watch something good for the public enemy, public enemy, watch their asses get kicked on Sunday Night Heat by the APA. Classic fucking greatness. Their heads are split open through tables. It's tremendous. <laughs> He's so cynical now. <laughs> Goddamn Kevin Dunn learned camera cuts from ECW in 1995 because every time there's a fucking move on this goddamn show, it's like, Caesar fucking camera motions. So he stole that. Norman Smiley gets a thumb up, thumbs up. I'm glad he's fucking there. He saves the goddamn match. Big wheel. 
But fuck, fuck Mikey Whitbrick. He looks like a goddamn druggie off the street corner. Yeah. Uh, they showed the fucking party, of course, and I said extra party and drug use at the dive bar because that's exactly. It was what a dive bar. Me. It looked shitty. I saw that. Why would you even like promote that? Like, oh, let's have a fucking party with ECW. Then they show a camera shot of it. It's just Stevie Richards dancing on the fucking oh, dance floor by his goddamn self. Sorry, Steve Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Every guy, I love Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, but I don't need to see. There are goddamn highlights of their fucking match, the same match every fucking week for four weeks. I'm sorry. We know the fucking winner. We know what's happening. We'll get the fuck out of here with that. <sighs> this is something I found when I watched it. They put the lead in for the Raven and Dreamer uh, bar brawl after the goddamn brawl actually happens. So the lead in for Joey Styles saying there's a brawl happening between Tommy Dreamer and Raven it already happened. comes after the fucking brawl. So goddamn continuity issues. <sighs> confrontation does it, confrontation does that make uh, what happened earlier in Raw with the continuity issues of you know Vince and Lawler no that, that doesn't have anything the, to do with this no, I, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying like does that make you feel better about the, I would, the, the I would, snafus on Raw I would rather see them standing behind with no fucking earphones on than you give me a fucking cut in for something and then it happened before it fuck you ECW and whoever whatever geriatric fuck you had not paying to do your fucking camera work mm. And you're fucking editing. Sandman wears the same shirt and pants for a month at best. He wears a red shirt and fucking red, white, and blue fucking pants for a fucking month. That is a gimmick. Yeah. Well, he needs to wash that shit. That's his gimmick, though. He stinks. Sandman and Jack actually have a good match fucked up by BS at the ending. Jack had more damage done in the match to lose to a tink cane shot and a goddamn powerbomb from Benoit. Like, he goes through tables and shit. He hits him like, tink. And then, like, fucking Benoit powerbombs him and Katniss Jack looks like he fell off the World Trade Center. Oh. <laughs> That's a dated joke, but go on. <laughs> also, here, here's another dated joke. Do you remember when Chris Benoit murdered his family? I do. A woman's in ECW. Uh, Styles asked <laughs> Styles asked if Sandman is a good role model for kids watching ECW. No kid is sitting up to watch ECW at fucking 1 o'clock in the morning. On a goddamn Saturday night. They're probably shooting heroin with their parents if they are. Um, <laughs> woman smacked the ref with a cane. Pull apart. It's a bad movie shot. Bad scene shot. Like in a movie. And then like they're talking about like, oh, I'm going to keep you from the title. And then Katniss Jackson, I'm going to get the belt. And then Sandman walks in like, I'm so fucking cool. And then he's like, it's not going to be as easy as you think. Fade to black. Fuck you, ECW. I wish you went off the air after that show. On the episode three. <laughs> Travis, I don't often uh, give you credit, but... Oh, there's fucking three more episodes. Yeah, there, oh, there's... Jesus Christ. <laughs> there was. There was. It's a long month. Oh, I right. fucking made extensive notes. <laughs> I hate ECW. Sorry, uh, Jeff, from the uh, <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> wrestling Purist podcast, who apparently likes ECW, I found out when I did their podcast with them. That's Sorry. weird that they like other wrestling purists. This episode, as Brandon takes another shot at Jack, because he needs it to get through this, this took place May 16th of 1995. You get highlights of Cactus Jack confronting Shane Douglas, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko in the locker room. This is literally the same thing from last week. Dean Malenkis. Dean Malenkis. <laughs> Dennis Malenkis. Uh, you get an interview with Cactus mm-hmm. Jack. Highlights of Raven versus Tommy Dreamer feud to the song Smells Like Teen Spirit. Again. Raven versus Tommy Dreamer. Luna debuts at the end of the match. We get a promo by Tommy Dreamer and Luna. Promo by the Pitbulls acting like the public enemy. A special guest referee match with the Sandman versus Cactus Jack. Who's the special guest referee, Travis? Fucking Shane Douglas. And highlights of ECW in Florida. These shows sound fucking awful. All right. 
I'll do episode three TV recap. Literally hyping three straight matches on the goddamn house shows between Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero, uh, saying that there must be a winner in every match, which turns out to be not fucking true. <laughs> uh, bait and switch. Um, then pretty much it insinuates that all the matches leading up to are going to end up in, in, in a draw until the last match is what they're pretty much doing. Uh, fuck the Rottens, by the way, because they show highlights of their fucking stupid matches. But you know what? You're not fucking good enough to make the show, so that should have told you something. Why don't you go bleed in your goddamn grave, you fucking assholes? Uh, back in Tampa, Florida this time, quote unquote, uh, these collage max graphics with the same four picks are so good. Apparently, I remember this. It's like Cactus Jack, Shane Douglas... Uh, is, woman and Sandman is the same picture just overlaid everywhere. His name's Cactus Jactus. You're pretty much Sandmanicus at this point. Uh, Dane, uh, Dane Douglas is the fucking uh, special ref, slow counts, Dean blah, blah, blah. Dennis Douglas. Uh, Cactus Jack did cut a pretty fucking good promo on this. He made an OJ Simpson joke, and I quote, um, <laughs> Says, and he talks about how Douglas' obsession with the belt makes O.J. look like a matrimonial philanthropist because he, O.J. killed his wife. You can't change my mind on that. Um, and then it says, if he wins the belt, it's like nailing your best friend's girl and doing it better than him. That's what he said. Uh, if he won the belt, that's what it'd be like to Shane Douglas. It's like uh, Ron Goldman did uh, Nicole Brown Simpson. Oh, that's right. Oh, and guess what they have around the ring because this fucking cheap-ass promotion can't afford mats. Goddamn golf turf. It's around the ring, surrounded. Wow. wow. It's it's fucking bad. Um, Cheese Grater is brought into the Raven and Dreamer match here. Like, he hits him in the balls with it and all that stuff goes across his head. G- good fucking match. I'm facetious on that. Uh, Luna comes out, and her and Tommy Dreamer tongue fuck each other. Um, it, <laughs> emo Tommy Dreamer is fucking <laughs> Luna to get to Raven. Dumb fucking promo about the third eye and climbing mountains. Just fucking be the innovator of violence, Tommy. Don't try to be fucking Kevin Sullivan in 89. Um, uh, fucking camera cuts yet again. I had a fucking seizure and threw up. Uh, <laughs> Pitbulls cut a promo dressed as public enemy. I said it's the best thing they ever did until they started bleeding during the promo. Because <laughs> I actually thought it was public enemy because they had their back to them and they sounded just like it. Like, Man, Johnny, blah, blah, blah. And then he turns around and like, fuck me, Whatever. Murder. And then they went out and did drugs. <laughs> Sandman in the same fucking gear he was the last episode. Uh, <sighs> Douglas, of course, DQs Cactus Jack so he can't win the belt. And then blah, pull apart, bullshit. Then we see the highlights of the fucking other, this, the rest of this show in Tampa. And it's Marty Jannetty and Ron Sim- Simmons is the biggest fucking highlight of the show. Two actual wrestlers. Yeah, that are not on the fucking show that have name value, but you just show highlights of Jannetty and Simmons, which fucking Marty Jannetty probably killed somebody in Florida and threw them in a river. Uh, Ron Simmons, Florida State. Seminoles, let's go. Your turn. Fucking episode four. Fuck. This was May 23rd, 1995. A promo by Cactus Jack. Taz and 9-11, that's what I'm calling them, versus the Oriental <laughs> the or, Oriental Connection. Oh, I, I guess. Oh, this is the one. I did get a promo by Public Enemy. Highlights of the matches between Eddie Guerrero and Dinas Malinkus. <laughs> yep. Technicus Malinkus or some shit. Shane Douglas comes out to the ring before the tag match cuts a promo. He introduces Bill Alfonso as the, as the troubleshooting. So, a troubleshooting referee. So... He must have just left the WWF to go there to, to do stuff for him. Yeah. And Raven and Steve Richards versus Tommy Dreamer and Mikey Whipwreck. <laughs> Travis. Cash Jack. 
cut the promo on WCW doubting him, which was actually really good. I'm not trying to suck Cactus Jack's dick, but in a land of shit, there's like one shiny, shining turd in his Cactus Jack at this point. Uh, we get Taz and 911. My notes exactly say, what does that say right here? No one gives a fuck. You're welcome. <laughs> also, Taz critiquing people for suplexes is BS because he drops these jungle fucks on their heads multiple times. Oriental Connection. <laughs> They're dressed as fucking jungle, like, commandos. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he talks about, oh, don't drop people on their heads. He kills these fucking teenage pieces of shit. Um, Quote, unquote, this- jungle fucks. <laughs> It's the Oriental Connection. So you mean it as in they were like in army garbs? Yeah. Like guerrilla yeah. warfare. Yeah. Okay. This is not, also hey, not not Zulu Nation. <laughs> no. I am intolerant of their What am I about to say may change people's opinions. But there was a um there's a sign on the show, front and center, right down next to the turnbuckle up on the left. And I'm only going to say this because research purposes, and this tells you how bad ECW was and how much Paul Hammond didn't care. Um, it's a sign that says, kill the queer. And it's prominent the entire fucking show. And no one takes it away from him. <laughs> no one does anything with it. Okay, well, j- just for uh, so I am understanding, uh, to which quote-unquote, aforementioned queer are they referring I to? I don't know. He's just holding the sign the entire show. And he's got, like, it kind of looks like you <laughs> with longer hair. It was you. Uh, Having aged a day and But, like, they don't take the years. sign away or anything, which is weird because they just showed this thing where they kicked a bunch of people or kicked some guy out of ECW for talking during the Rick Rude tribute 10 Bell salute, but they didn't take this guy's sign away that... Probably uh, Cla- well, a bunch of class acts there. The class acts in the ECW in Tampa, uh, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Well, uh, is, is that an ECW problem or a Florida problem? Probably both, because there's other I, bad signs. I, I'm leaning more towards a Florida, Florida problem going. <laughs> uh, also, they, uh, Public Enemy cuts a promo, and they're playing tennis in L.A. before they go fucking have a match in Japan, which is horseshit because <laughs> no one's going to book them in Japan but FMW, and they just want to see those fucks die. On some fucking C4 at that point. Uh, I put Kill Me Now after that promo. <laughs> because it's bad. Because they're like playing tennis and they keep getting home runs and shit. And it's stupid. Turn. Uh, guess what the Eddie Guerrero matches for the weekend turned into? Turned into a best of three series between Eddie and Dennis Malinkas. Each win one and the last is a draw. TV title's not on the line until the last match. Which is stupid. Dean... Douglas brings in Bill Alfonso to be a troubleshooting ref, enforces rules. Todd Gordon comes out and says, who hired him? And uh, Dean uh, Shane Douglas says, well, I brought him in, which makes no sense because Todd Gordon's the fucking owner on screen of ECW and the commissioner. How can you bring in a ref that's not commissioner approved? (sighs) Dreamer loses tag match because of a closed fist rule. uh, Bill Alfonso DQs him in ECW. And he threatens to beat uh, Bill Alfonso's ass. And he says if he touches him, he'll be fired. And then Shane Douglas tries to get him to punch him. Uh, Cat Jack comes out to save him. Pull apart scrum. Blah, blah, blah. And then the last note I have is I fucking hate Joey Styles talking over promos. Because Cat Jack is trying to cut a promo Why at the end. Why would you talk over a promo? Cat Jack is trying to cut a promo at the end of the show on Shane Douglas. And he keeps talking over it. So you can't hear... What the fuck Cat is Jack is saying to him? Well, that's fucking stupid. 
You've, you've, effectively turned, you've effectively turned me against Joey Styles. Joey Styles is a piece of shit. This is the last episode, guys. This takes place one day after the oh. episode we just watched of Raw. This one's extra sweet, too, because of what I just said on the previous one. May 30th, 1995. ECW Fan Cam promo by Todd Gordon. Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko TV title match. And it says clipped is what it says. So I'm assuming it's just parts of the match. A highlight video of Taz. A promo by Raven, and then the Sandman versus Cactus Jack for the ECW title. Late on us, Travis. Last one. Okay. They show this match, and this is the infamous match where they bring in Peter Sinertia to do commentary on, which is Taz because he just <laughs> broke his fucking neck because he got spiked pile driver by Dean Malenko. So you're over here talking about people getting their necks broken and being safe, and then you get your ass fucking your neck broke. Karma, bitch. I'm um, sorry. Uh, please don't kill me, Taz. Remember that one time that we were ahead of him <laughs> on the iTunes charts? I know. Remember fuck you, Taz. We're ahead of you again. They call him by his real name, and at the end, they reveal him as Taz with Paul Heyman, and he's wearing the orange and black fucking jacket. This is that famous episode. Joey Styles continues to look over his head like there's fans above him while he's in. He's probably just hearing fucking Paul Heyman's mom and dad fuck on the floor or something. I don't know. Um, next, we have fan cam footage of Todd Gordon outside of a fucking Hyatt or something like he's walking out of a business meeting and they're talking about why why was Bill Alfonso brought in? He's like, I didn't approve him, blah, 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 blah. I don't know who brought him in. Motherfucker, Shane Douglas brought him in. Like, you can't cut a promo for anything. And then he talks about how Bill Alfonso should probably take some Valium and calm the hell down. Thanks for encouraging drug use, you goddamn loser. I mean, if you get if you if it's prescribed, it's not drug. I'm pretty sure ECW wasn't prescribed. Anyway. Well, you're right, but I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm saying I'm playing devil uh, devils devils advocate here. Devil eggs. They, they show the devil. Malenko and Guer- Guerrero match here. Um, they use Malenko's WCW theme on his walk out to the ring. Mm. So they edited that, of course. Um, it's another fucking draw. Um, they said the match had a 30 minute time limit. And I was like, there's no way this match was 30 minutes because they had to clip it. But like, they kept saying the times on the fucking commentary, which was bullshit. You don't understand. I also said the music is weird because some of it is real music, just not for the people it's supposed to be. Like they have like music with lyrics and shit and it sounds like, Actual music, but it's not for the people that it should be for. Which, of course, is just because they they don't want to pay the music rights because ECW was doing it. Anybody want to ask what fucking gear Sandman wore? (laughs) (laughs) Because he wore the same fucking thing again. (laughs) Five episodes in a row, you wore the same fucking gear. Get some new fucking gear, you surfer prick. Uh, I know you like him because he was on Rants, but fuck Sandman. He's a horrible worker. Watch him in WCW 99 and tell me he's not. I never said he was a good worker. I'm just saying he's a good dude. I even said Cactus Jack and Sandman had a decent brawl. Cactus uh, Jack wraps his arm in the barbed wire and drops the elbow. The fucking end of the match, though, Douglas runs out, puts Sandman's foot on the rope. <laughs> He low blows Cactus Jack with a cane, and that's what beats him. In his cactus sack? Yeah, in his cactus <laughs> sack. That's what beats him. But he had taken chair shots, tables, barbed wire, cane. He takes one shot to the dick, and he can't get the fuck up. Well, yeah, some hardcore fucking dick. Some hardcore goddamn legend you are. Listen, I'm going to tell the truth. This is a true story. Uh, me, me, my, my, and oddly enough, another play, a fellow named Travis, his name's Travis Collins, 
where he he was played little league, and we're out in his backyard before he played his scrimmage. We're like getting ready to go, and we were playing a game called "Let's throw the bat in the air and try and catch it." And I didn't catch it. it hit me in the fucking head. Mm-hmm. That fucking hurt. That's now like so much. Later on in the night, after his scrimmage, we're fucking playing like throwing the ball back between us. That being the baseball, and he hit me square in the nuts. And that fucking put incapacitated me. So I'm going to give this a, a pass. A, somewhat of a no. realistic pass because he getting hit by the nuts took me out of commission. Getting hit in the head just made me fucking loopy. And you, and you know how this episode ends? To be continued next week. Because they don't show you the ending of the Katniss Jack Sandman thing because like they keep fighting and just go, to be continued next week because Shane Douglas is supposed to fight the winner of the match after the match. So... Same bat channel, same I almost bedtime. was like, maybe I should just watch the next episode, and then I just continued living on with my life, because ECW fucking sucks. You're looking at it through rose-colored glasses, whoever the fucking fans are. They made one good documentary that fucking glossed it the fuck over, but that fucking shit is terrible, and I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I will debate you on it. I sound like Brandon talking about today's wrestling, but ECW is God fucking awful. And I can't believe that I'm going to be the one who, who will somewhat come to ECW's defense. Fuck you. And I'm not defending it at this time <laughs> in any regard. But there were points where they had better talent and better production. Not right now. No, and I agree with you. Candice <laughs> I, I, I Jack is a bright spot. Shane does this. I gave him a lot of shit, but he is trying to play the heel here. But he thought he was leaving, and then he's... Had to be forced so, back into it. So Sandman should be champ. I can say that the way that they're showing some of their booking, it's kind of like how if you watch some of the like ninety eight, ninety nine uh, ECW pay per views, where it's like you get Little Guido and Super Crazy and Tajiri in like a three way, and they just kind of like just regurgitate it over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that with some of the shit, like the Eddie like, and fucking uh, Dean Malenko shit. Don't get me wrong, Eddie Guerrero and have Dean Malenko and Dean Malenko have great matches, <laughs> but the <laughs> problem, true. the problem is. When you watch it back to back to back like I did, like you get tired of seeing the same fucking thing. And then they're having other matches, but they're only showing you the endings of those matches. They're still going back to Hostile City Showdown and showing you that fucking match. Uh, sort of, should I say Hostile Shitty Showdown? Um, <laughs> I'm sure shitty. that was the only good match on the show. Shitty Showdown. <laughs> but, but like, I get their feud was good. And it, I mean, but like, god dang, like you don't have a definitive winner. Like, at that point, as a fan, I'd be like, God dang it. Like, fuck, move on. Do something else. Like, you, you like you don't even put the title on the line and they win a match apiece and then the last match goes to a fucking draw. Get the fuck out of here. I, uh... Sorry. I, I actually think this is my favorite segment we do. Just to hear you get I'm all fucking fired up. sweaty because I'm fucking pissed about it. Yeah, yeah, it is... It is it's warm in here. It is warm in here. <clears throat> but, like, unequivocally, I, I'll be honest with you. I just... I was like, oh, he said the W's probably cool. I'll watch these shows. I never really watched the show shows. Like, I just watched the matches they put on co- compilations. You sit there and watch a show, and you're just like, fuck, this sucks. Like, See, I can remember watching the T and N shows when they were on, because they were on Friday nights, because I used to watch a Thrill Zone roller jam afterwards. But, but they had a better talent pool by that time. Like, I mean, production values had gone up. Like, this is, like, Joey Styles standing there, like, talking over every goddamn thing on the show. Makes me want to just fucking stab my eardrum. Do you just from what you watched? Do you think it would have benefited to have a a hill 
commentate, like a heel color commentator on the other side, while you have J- uh, Joey as your baby face. Like, does, does he think that's his death? It's like yeah. his it's, his detriment is that he's on there by himself. He's good, but it, it... Joey Styles is is good in in small doses, but he he's very if this makes any sense, very fucking wordy. Like he could get his point across in probably three less sentences than he uses. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you there, but I, I think the bigger the bigger issue is just that it's just one guy. You get hard yeah. to play off and, somebody else, and, and it's you're you're just you're just feeling you're, you're getting his point of view and only his point of view. Like he he's definitely a babyface announcer, and I feel like he would be better like if he'd have had Rick Rude like he had in '97 for the pay per view, or he'd have had well, some. Body to bounce well, off of. I feel let's like break it down like basically like what we do here. You know, Eddie's play by play. You're the analyst, and I'm the color. No. I mean, right now you're the color, but yeah. but it, in general speaking, um, there, each one of us has our own role, and I don't feel like he really does any, any of, of those things because he's trying to do everything. Well, and like he doesn't. And I know that I, I shit on Joey Styles a lot. I, I'm sure what he did was hard. I mean, any of that's going to be hard, but like. To me, even when he came to WWE in 06 and did that stuff, he wasn't good in the role they gave him. Like, if it wasn't for Taz, I feel like that his run, like, it would have been shorter than it was. Like, he, he's not good at any of those one things collectively. So, so in perspective, like, setting back, while we, you know, polish this episode off, with <clears throat> Shane Douglas coming back, would it not have made sense to just put Shane on commentary with him? I mean, I think he would have. It would have been better for Shane to be on commentary during the Cactus Jack and Sandman matches than him to constantly well, interfere in the shit. Well, that ends up happening quite a bit because when he breaks his arm and like he's champion and, for all that time and can't defend well, the title, like ninety eight, he yeah. ends up on commentary with Joey Styles. But like this, this whole the whole thing, and I, I really feel like Shane Douglas was supposed to leave when he puts the Monday Night Raw shirt on. And all that stuff in the one episode we watched, or one episode we talked about. But then it's like, oh, we're not going to start you until July, so ECW can use you for another month and a half. So they cram him back in there. They give you the bullshit ending where they're like, oh, Sandman was tapping out. Sandman's arm isn't moving at all. Like, his mouth isn't moving. Like, they just fucking made that up. And then they did the pain scan goddamn segment, which is a ripoff of Bobby Heenan, which... You might as well rip the best off if you're going to do it. But, like, seriously, like, you didn't need that shit. And then the goddamn encyclopedia bullshit. It used the same graphics that WCW used in fucking 1990 when will, they did it. I will never apologize for Dinas Malinkas. Dinas Malinkas. I probably didn't even say it right. Cause no, that's Dinas Malinkas. And then. then, like, it's Eddie, like, look, look, fire Latinas or something. I don't know. Like, they did Latino heat bullshit. Like, ECW in 95, like, everybody can suck their dicks, and everybody can say Raven and Tommy Dreamer is this great feud, but, like, every week it's fucking bullshit. It's the same fucking match, the same fucking weapons, the same fucking ending. I get it, Tommy needs to beat Raven, but then when you say they go to a house show and Tommy beats Raven clean, like, what's the fucking point? If you went to that show, like you wouldn't believe the goddamn storyline going on on TV. Yeah, I didn't want to go through all the house shows. I felt like it was, it was kind of pointless. Because thank God you didn't, because <laughs> the, the, just hearing Travis talk about it has made me tired. Well, well, like fuck it, like, and that's the thing. Like when I sat down, I was like, okay, I knock out these four episodes. Then I was like, fucking five, like God, fucking <laughs> damn it! And I said, I've watched them twice. 
because the first time I did notes and then I accidentally deleted my goddamn notes, so then I had to go back and watch it again. So that just pissed me off. That's, even that's more. God being like, "You motherfucker, this is what you got." If you like ECW, congratulations. You like horseshit. You're probably an AC AEW fan. You're probably <laughs> ACDC. You're probably an ACW fan or whatever the hell <laughs> IWA Mid South. Like I don't fucking know. Right All right. by the Duggars. KFW, whatever. Oh, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> uh, fuck. All right, y'all. So this is towards the end. Brandon, talk about FrankenCon real quick. Uh, FrankenCon, we, uh, on my birthday, May 14th, uh, in uh, 20, 2022, uh, we were at the uh, airport Hilton in Alcoa, Tennessee. Uh, we were raising money for the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund. In addition, basically, to promoting the podcast, we were uh, offering up some, like, these fun press kits. We also had, I, I made like things of leprechaun gold and, um, hypnosil, hypnosil bottles, uh, uh, sort of in the vein of nightmare on street part three. And, uh, we ended up raising, uh, like over 200 bucks. And I made the pledge that whatever we raised, I would match. So, uh, just under $500 raised for charity. Uh, yeah. absolute, uh, amazing turnout. Uh, Joe Bob and Darcy, uh, I mean, they, they, they captivated, kept captivated. They captivated the minds, uh, and the, the interest of, of everybody all day. I've never seen, you know, a line that dense at a, this small of a con. And in terms of first year cons, this is the smoothest con I've ever seen run. Uh, big shout out to those guys. They did an incredible job and I'm um, looking forward to the next one. Hopefully I'll be able to afford to go because <laughs> I'm broke now. <laughs> Well, and then uh, I got uh, still got stuff on uh, eBay at TGL The Man 12. No weird people lately, so that's a positive. I've uh, been knocking that stuff out, trying to get more stuff on there to sell. Uh, we also have a toy show we're going to be attending here in August, August. 20th. August 20th uh, Todd the Medic's G.I. Joe and Toy Show. We have a four-table spread. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be fucking tight. We're going to have I, so much shit out there. I'm personally going to have a bunch of G.I. Joe stuff there, uh, stuff for my collection that I just don't have uh, room for. Um, I'm actually trying to hone it down. I'm in the process of redoing my detolfs, and I've got this beautiful Cobra Commander helmet up here, which I'm not getting rid of, but I've got a bunch of figures that i got to make room for, and uh, so I'm getting rid of some of the ones I have in the, I, in the package. I, too, am toning down the collection shot, so I'm going to just start collecting certain things instead of every fucking thing, which is going to help me out in my life. It's funny, like, all of us are doing that right now. Well, I mean, they just put out so much shit, man. Like, if, if you're a Ninja Turtle fan and a Power Rangers fan and a wrestling fan, like, everybody's, like, Super 7's got a line, NECA's got a line, Playmates has got a line. Like, and then, like, in Power Rangers, it's Hasbro has a line. Super 7 has a line. Um, and, th- like, 3-0 z- has a line of, like, one-eighth uh, scale figures. That the I boxes are pretty I don't know. Bad. I'm not a loser. I don't know anything about Power Rangers. <laughs> but, like, hold on now. <laughs> but, like, the thing of it is, is it's, like, there's so much stuff. And, like, the licenses is, has got crazy. Like, everybody's making money off the licenses, which, good for them. But you can't collect but so much stuff at a time. Like, the fucking turtles have the the movie turtles. They have the toy turtles. They have the fucking cartoon turtles. And then you have playmates throwing shit out. And it's just it's just difficult to collect it all. And it kind of sucks as a collector because you want it, but you can't afford it without fucking giving up other things that are supposed to mean more in life, like a house and shit. <laughs> the love. This is us growing up, y'all. <laughs> Goddamn growing up sucks. 
But yeah, please buy some shit. Uh, if you're if you're in the Sevierville, Tennessee area in that time, we'll be out there at four table spread, just jeffing it up, probably playing modest to the top, and oh, just fucking just jeff. I'll be jeffing all over Brandon's face because we'll probably be in competition to see who makes the most money again. Well, but there there's no doubt who will make the most money because you have the the more Eddie high ticket giving blowjobs. True. I don't oh. give them; they're paid for. <laughs> <laughs> it's illegal, but he's dangerous. Oh man, it's it's. I, I'm looking forward to it this time because we're actually gonna have room to spread out and stuff. And last time we spread out after people left, but I felt like oh, that was, I had so much stuff that like I had stuff in the floor. And as soon as I like brought it up on the table, you sold it like wrestlers. I, I, yeah, it was just like yeah. fuck. People were like going nuts over that shit. So, so I'm looking, I, looking forward to I'm it. Definitely looking forward to it. And uh, I appreciate Big Todd letting us buy uh, four tables because uh, I thought he would be like, "Nah, guys, just two's fine or whatever." But fuck that, our money's good. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Hey, hundred dollars for four tables is not bad. This is a good. It's a great fucking deal, especially when the uh, the con we or the place we just did is now up there. I think they're priced at sixty dollars a table. It's still cheap. Uh, uh, I was looking into a Smoky Mountain Fan Fest, and their tables are two hundred and fifty bucks. Fuck, so fuck that. <laughs> But or hell, we might be having a fucking yard sale soon because our buddy Kyle that's not yeah. a, anyway associated to the podcast or listens to it probably made like a grand in two days off of junk. Fuck. So yard sales are hot in Severe County. So let's just get on. Warm. You guys, all NGW stuff. Check us out. Next Gen TN. Uh, check out the streaming site. Our last show's not even up yet. They were still editing it because we used a different company to different group of dudes to record it so that that show should be popping up soon and uh just follow that all of us for all the information guys at next gen tn all social medias wrestling ruined on facebook and on the twitter fuck you tj bowser shout out to project louder uh i real real quick tj bowser um has a project that he's working on and i just saw what he's doing and i'm not at liberty to say what it is but i'm so fucking excited about it because this is uh, this is sort of a next level kind of thing. It's going to be fucking excellent. So I can't wait to to uh, to hawk uh, this uh, project when it comes to fruition. Is it wrestling related? It is not wrestling related. Good. Yep. Good. Hashtag wrestling ruined. Check out our merch store. <laughs> buy some shirts. David Richards Jerk Squad. Tune, tune in for when I beat Brandon's ass. David Richards Jerk Squad currently not available. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still in the process of trying to get it back up there. They don't like dicks on shirts. <laughs> Evidently not. I went to buy it. I literally sat down. I was like, I'm going to go buy these shirts. And then I was like, Brandon, where the fuck's the shirt? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he pulled it up and he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell me. They didn't fucking tell me. Like, hey, we took your shirt down because it's because it's obscene. We need a Jeff, ma- we need listen, a Jeff and shirt. Listen, when you're born, you're naked. <laughs> I don't know what's, I don't know what's so gross about that. And we need a Jeffin shirt. Yeah, Jeffin and Dennis Dennis Malinkus. And also, uh, guys, big things. Uh, you boys are going. We won't really go too deep into it this because we're kind of polishing up. You guys will be going to uh, Always Ready uh, oh, yeah. at uh, uh, in Knoxville for NWA. King that's my Cardone, that's my bitch. son's birthday, so I'm gonna have to miss it that night. Uh, um, but. Uh, well, it's his party that day, I believe. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, and then also, I'm, I'm going to be buying tickets tomorrow to go see Ghost in, in Cherokee. So I'm excited Fun. for that. Fuck yeah, buds. Fun all around. Uh, one thing, I know we're going to run low, but you know what sucks about Always Ready? I had already bought tickets to see Anvil and White Wizard uh, in Knoxville that day. So I had to make like the, the most awkward decision of like, where am I going to go? But I, I had my, my bucket list is to see a, a title change and 
Um, it's looking like it's, it's, it's very, not going to happen. Well, it depends because right now, there, is it going to be a, a death match or is it going to be a, uh, cage a cage match? If it's a cage match, there's going to be a fucking title change. It's going to fucking happen. Nope. No, he's going to. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to break the door. cage somehow. He's going to get. He's going to get. All of us is going to get the door slammed on his head like. Uh, Mickey's going to turn on him like a uh, Carrie. His own wife. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But, but they're going to get a kayfabe divorce. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking him for everything. I can't. I can't wait to see Brandon Crotier's. When like uh, Matt Cardona walks out the, with the, the belt, uh, you, that won't happen. The only way you'll see me cry tears is if there's a title change. Because seriously, that is like my it's uh, it's on my bucket list. I want to see a world title change. And uh, the other thing that's on his bucket list is blowing a couple dudes at once, <laughs> <laughs> knock that one out, boom, on his birthday. Uh, uh, that's not true. I saw the the tr- uh, and the preface that Brandon was like shit drunk texting us, and then I, what did I say? I said something to you. About what? oh about about uh, Doctor Strange pretty much being Evil Dead Four and you're like what? <laughs> I like, yeah, well, like, I, Brandon told us he loved <laughs> us. Apparently Joe Dugan said that WCW John sucks or John, John Dugan. Dugan. Oh yeah. by the way uh, John Dugan, uh, I was gonna I was gonna hang out with Mick Strawn and um, my my buddy uh, from Now Street Three and Four and he he uh, he made uh, the the grandpa decision to head back to Gallatin because it was in driving distance and he just you know I was like fuck I'm close and you know, I gotta get home to my wife and stuff. So I'm at, I'm at the bar, and um and fucking Grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre is there, and I mean I kind of know him through through Mick, you know, not like really like close or anything, but I'm like fuck, what this is an opportunity that's never going to arise again. So I go up to him, and the guy had been there probably an hour before I got there, and I drank I don't know you know four or five six beers, and he had drank. Probably like twenty before I got there, okay. and he was there well after I left. So fucking legend. Yeah, apparently talk shit about me. Not not happy. I'll break grandpa's hip. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you. We're gonna bring you another episode too. We've kind of got the schedule laid out. We're gonna get us another episode of Raw here shortly, and then before we know it, uh, Great American Bash is gonna creep up. We got a bonus episode too coming yep. around the pike, and then we gotta decide how I'm gonna beat Brandon's ass. Promos have been great, guys. Mm-hmm. Check us out on uh, at Wrestling Room. We've seen the promos between these two. Uh, I am Eddie along with Travis and Brandon, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Jeff, 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 J